Orange County now sits second in the Western Conference after a great week of performances, including an awesome explosion by Darwin Jones. And now they sit three points behind Real Monarchs, and they head out to Phoenix this weekend in probably the match of the week for the USL uh, in a battle for second place in the West. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. As we are underway from the Champion Soccer Stadium, first time into the box, it's a great ball, and it bolts in! Oh, it's a world-class goal from Orange County! Chablo, Chablo will have a go off the deflection, and it finds its way in. Selmo shooting from the corner, he put it in! And there will be no second opportunity as Andre Rawls shuts it down. This ball finds the top left corner, and Orange County has struck again. Past Hashimoto, Segbert shooting, scoring! Escalante sits on it, and Rawls somehow was ready. And I fight. And they fight over the top. And it down, it's in! Orange County equalizes! What a debut! Not only for the stadium, but for Sola Avalanche! Are you ready, Orange County? This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast and on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast that's dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm with you each and every episode as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. And joining me as he does each episode, we've got Dylan from County Line Coalition. Dylan, how is everything going for you today? It's pretty good. Um, it's pretty warm, which I'm sure will draw some ire from some of the other BGN hosts, but it's going well. Well, dude, this is actually some legit uh, legit heat now. I know we're getting up to the hundreds here, which I think that's sort of where you get some of the, the, the kickback from some of these other people. Is they laugh at us when we're talking about like 86, 87, 88. And I know, at least in my car, the, the temperature gauge was, was getting close to 100 degrees and and then for those of you that aren't local to the area we have like fires galore in the state of california including down here in orange county so um it's you know a let's just you know wish the best of luck to everyone that's involved there and and you know everything on that but you know it's definitely actually some real heat now i guess even what people in other part of the country uh in other parts of the country might say yeah and i'm uh going going out to phoenix this weekend so I guess this is just a nice little warm-up for that. <laughs> and, and we definitely will talk about that um, uh, as we get a little bit into the, this episode. But for this episode, we actually have quite a bit of, of stuff to discuss, so we're going to maybe just sort of skip any of the little you know talk that we might have here and, and sort of get right into the swing of things because we have a couple of matches to talk about, and then we have our preview of our upcoming match this weekend. So uh, let's just get into talking about some of these matches, and we'll just start off with the uh, Wednesday matinee match that took place uh, last week um, as Orange County Soccer Club hosted Timbers 2 in a 12.30 kickoff in some pretty pretty hot weather. Uh, and uh, I, you know, I can, I can, you know, put it out there. It was, it was darn hot out there, even if it was just in maybe the mid to high uh, 80s. When you have that sun kicking down on you, um, it definitely makes a big difference. Uh, as opposed to maybe a night match where you have that kind of temperature. So uh, I know you were there, Dylan, uh, as well. What were your thoughts on just, you know, the atmosphere as far as the weather uh, and the conditions for the match? Yeah, I mean, the heat was it was definitely killer. Um, combining that with coming off of a bit of a break, that makes things sluggish. But uh, it seems like the Great Park during the day doesn't get much of a breeze that it gets at night. So it was just kind of like sitting and, and boiling and, in the sun for 90 minutes. And of course the um, supporter section, Caroline coalition, they sit out on those metal bleachers uh, on the end zone, which definitely didn't make anything any uh, easier for at least the, the, the few of the County line coalition fans that showed up to the match. Um, It was definitely hot. I was out there for a bit of the match with them and I actually had to sort of start walking around, um, get into some shade, not only because it was just darn hot, but I had forgot to, uh, uh, use some sunblock before heading to the match. I was just sort of trying to rush there from work. Uh, so I was pretty much getting burnt. I felt it, and I'm like, I need to get in the shade. Yes, I'm a fan. I want to be out there, but, you know, 
I don't want to, you know, be coming home with, you know, crazy sunburns or whatnot, which is not fun. Uh, yeah, but I, mean, I know you guys you, uh, go and find some shade first, then leave in an ambulance. <laughs> Yes, yes, definitely. And and uh, the other unique feature, and we talked about this a little bit last week, is this was the like day camp match. Uh, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of kids, you know, YMCA summer camps and Boys and Girls Club summer camps and a bunch of other summer camps there. Uh, it, it was pretty much just a stadium with probably, I want to say, 90% children. And the other 10% were either fans or the chaperones for these children uh, in the stadium. But it was a pretty good turnout for, for the, the kids, and it was a pretty fun match for them. Yeah, um, some of them even managed to figure out that they weren't supporting the Portland team and booed uh, when they scored the second goal, so that was pretty cool. Definitely, um, and I think eventually some of the kids that got picked as volunteers on the field uh, to hand balls to the players, they I, I think some of them figured out what they were supposed to be doing. Some of them may have still been a little confused at the end of the 90 minutes, but uh, we don't want to harp on that. Uh, it, it, it was a fun day, um, if not for, you know, the uh the result i mean of course you always want to come away with three points in a match but uh in this match orange county was only able to come up with one point as they drew um against portland timbers two uh two two a bunch of twos in there um but it could have been a lot worse as orange county got off to a pretty poor start uh and i think it was me last week on our episode that called it that it was going to be a pretty ugly first half um i was expecting both teams to come in maybe a little sluggish, uh, but I also hadn't didn't realize that uh, Portland had just come off a, a day match like this the week before, so they might have been more ready for it. Um, yeah, and, and they didn't have that time off as well, so I think um, anytime that Orange County has a break for whatever reason, it takes them seemingly about a half or even an entire game to get back into the swing of things. But luckily this one was just the half. I mean... Yeah, it was a draw. It was a it weird was schedule. Point, it, but it, it felt like a win. It, it did. I mean, um, I we sort of joked uh, when I was there early in the match uh, when uh, Orange County fell down zero uh, two to Timbers two. Uh, I sort of was like ready to just sort of pack it in, head out because I think it's we've joked about in the past is whenever I'm there, sort of as the media representation of our podcast. Uh, at least at Championship Soccer Stadium, things don't go quite well. Uh, I was the media, you know, member at the Los Dos match in LA or in Carson, and we ended up winning that match. But for whatever reason, there's some bad juju there. I guess when I'm um, the media person at uh, Championship Soccer Stadium, so I sort of joked. I was uh, I was joking with the the few of you guys uh, and Caroline Coalition that were there. I was joking that it's time for me to head out because you know it's. You know, once, twice, maybe it's just sort of a coincidence, but, you know, this is like the third time, um, if not the fourth time. I can't remember really now the count, and it's just weird. Well, yeah, but you gave me the uh, press credentials, and and then Envoldson put that ball in the 84th minute, so it all worked out. That was a beautiful goal, by the way. It was... Uh, um, you know, it was one of those ones you watch it, it, it seemed like just wa- looking at it, even in the stands, it just looked like it was in like super slow motion the whole time. Uh, he didn't get much pace on that ball, uh, but he had just gotten around the goalie, uh, you know, just got a nice aim at the goal, got at least enough pace before the defender could get to it, which was nice. But I just I, I, I just remember looking at it and just it felt like it was like super slow motion. I'm like, man, this I don't think this ball's going to make it past the goal line. Yeah, it was pretty surreal. Um, and even shooting at the angle that he had, just I mean, it's it's obviously so much composure um, to keep calm and and not to blast that, and instead just to kind of tap at it and have it have just enough to get uh, up and over and and in. It was I mean, it was amazing. It really capped off the second half for for County. Definitely, and and it was really it was a tale of two halves because again that first half was just sort of a sluggish slow start and it, it, again it's probably the um, like I said last week it was you know an early start uh, team that's not used to this and I mean just knowing from what I know from talking with uh, you know the club our our contacts at the club you know midday on a on a weekday like a Wednesday is is practice time the players would be practicing uh, at that time or at least finishing up or wrapping up their practicing and and maybe going out to get some nutrition at that point so the fact that they had to alter their their traditional uh game prep uh, and even just their traditional wednesday uh, made for a little bit of just sort of a shock for for the team i believe so that was definitely uh probably a big reason for that sluggish first half but uh whatever 
uh, Coach uh, Cloutier uh, said in the locker room at halftime, I, I think the guys uh, listened and decided, yeah, it's time to start uh, to start getting out there and, and you know doing what is expected of Orange County uh, on the pitch because they look like a completely different team in that second half. Um, so let's look at uh, this. So again, two two the goal scorers for the good guys, Orange County, Thomas Endefoldson, we talked about, and then also Aiden Quinn um, got a goal there. So props this to those two I guys. Think? I don't remember exactly what I'd said, but I think that is what I'd predicted. So I'm going to gloat even if it's not entirely <laughs> accurate. So we both get an opportunity, I guess, to gloat a little bit on this. Is Mine was just I, I predicted the sluggish start, and I guess you predicted the correct goal scorers for this match. So pretty good yeah. there. Definitely um, didn't predict the right score, but uh, I got the goal scorers. So that's got to be worth something. Well, you at least picked the correct score for Orange County. You just uh, didn't give uh, Timbers too much credit or enough credit for what they would do out there. Um, but I, I think it was more just Orange County's lack of uh, focus in that first half and uh, less – not to disrespect Timbers too, but I just think uh, if you had a focused Orange County team out there from the start, it would have been a completely different match. Definitely. They, uh, they got massively burned um, defensively on those two goals, and it was just – I mean, both center backs got beat, and, and Duke tracking back from a, from a set piece, an attacking set piece was the closest that – we really got to getting the ball back for the first goal. So, And everyone knows I'm a huge Walker Hume, I guess, supporter. I'm always looking for him out on the pitch, but he didn't have his best match uh, in an Orange County um, jersey. So uh, luckily, again, we were able to pull out the one point instead of dropping all three points. Uh, and the goal with Ennevolts, and it gave him uh, um, the opportunity to sit atop of the uh, uh, golden boot race for the USL. Uh, he now has 12 goals out there, so... Um, think that's what he has now i don't think he didn't score against Swill park i don't think so i think that's uh, was his 12th goal. so yeah he got 12 points or his 12th goal off that match so um, it's nice to see him up there and and he's just continually continuously you know fighting for that top position up there which is amazing um so i mean we've talked a little bit about just sort of the weirdness i guess of this match with the start the kickoff time uh, some of the other stuff a great uh, thing we saw out there too was christian duke uh, back out on the pitch after a little bit of an absence from his um nose issue uh from a few matches ago against los dos um so uh i know both of us were talking about hoping that both him and andre rolls would make their way back on the pitch uh, in these upcoming matches. Um, so at least we got one of those, which was awesome. Um, anytime you can get someone like Christian Duke up on the, on the pitch, uh, it's great to see. He's a big, uh, you know, a big part of this, um, Orange County squad, uh, and our ambitions to try and get far into the playoffs. So it was good to see him back out there. Um, although he was wearing one of those, uh, Phantom of the Opera masks and probably, you know, I think it was his first match back and first time probably wearing a mask like that. So probably was uh, hindering him a little bit. So, uh, yeah. What do you think? Uh, was, were you excited to see him back out there? Oh, I mean, massively. He's he's definitely one of our best players, if not one of the best players. Um, which, if I can go on a tangent for a second, it's hard to say who's the best player on our team just because we have so many different players and so many different roles that do their job so well. Um Yes, we could we could say Anavoldson's probably the best number ten that I could think of um, as I've supported this club. And while I could say that um, Quinn is probably, you know, Quinn and Duke probably the best uh, number sixes that this club has had. It's just, you know, we are so stacked this year, <laughs> and the results show it. And you know, I'm at a bit of a loss for words just because I'm continually so excited every week to to go and see and. Um, it's getting to the point now where I'm expecting mostly three-point performances uh, right. week in, week out. Well, it's and definitely, especially you know now we're going to be heading down towards the home stretch of the season. Uh, you, def you definitely want to see that. And, and, and you know, you said you're in a little bit of a loss of words there. So maybe we can um, let uh, Christian Duke sort of explain uh, just some stuff from this match um, and whatnot, because I know you got a chance to speak with him after the um, the match. And here's what Christian Duke had to say. If I can get it to work, here we go. So uh, I'm here with Christian Duke. Um, right back in today, first game back. How are you feeling? Uh, felt good. Um, 
an adjustment getting used to the mask on my face, but um, felt good to be back on the field with the guys. Um, been in good form, and I think we started off a little slow the first half, but I mean, the heart that we had to, to get a result uh, here at home was, was fantastic. I think we could have put, a, put the way, game away um, and created a lot of chances in the second half. Um, but I mean, the fight for to come back and get a point was, was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, on that mask, anything other than just, just discomfort and vision loss from it? Or? Yeah, just getting used to it. I think uh, just being comfortable with, with using it and playing with it. Um, it takes some time, but um, it's getting better. Awesome. And then uh, how do you how do you feel at the 12:30 kickoff today? Uh, I mean, it's obviously different um, for for the heat. Um, usually we have a routine uh, like waking up, um, breakfast, and all that. Pre-game meal is all thrown off today because of the 12:30 kickoff. But um, you know, you deal with it and, and you go out, and the other team is dealing with the same conditions. So um, I felt like we, we came out and. Started off slow, but again, the, the fight to, to bounce back and get a point was, was fantastic. Awesome. Uh, you looking to be in the squad Saturday? And yeah. Stuck in? Yeah, obviously, uh, I want to be on the field. And, um, the team I played on last year is coming in, so it would be, be awesome to be out there again. Awesome. awesome. Thank you, Christian. Have a good All right, so uh, that was Dylan with Christian Duke after the match. And uh, it, I mean, I guess that sort of was an echo of what we've been talking about so far is uh, sort of what he had to say after that match there. Uh, you know, a little bit of a, a weird kickoff time uh, and just sort of, I guess, miss opportunities, I guess, when they turned on the um, or put the, I guess, the pedal to the metal. Uh, if we're going to use a, a fun uh, saying uh, in that second half with the missed opportunities to try and uh, close out the match and get the full three points. But again, in the end, 1-1. One, one, um, after the first half, I think any Orange County Soccer Club fan would have been excited to hear that uh, there's a potential for a 2-2 draw, um, especially when they were down 2-0 at halftime. So um, big ups to the players for not giving up and for fighting hard in that second half and you know, also the coaching staff for uh, making whatever adjustments or changes they had to to um, help the team be successful there uh, and you know, salvage one point in that match. All right, so, uh, you know, thinking about that match, it's, you know, I guess important to try and figure out, uh, uh, you know, what would happen next. And for Orange County, they really couldn't uh, sit there and sort of, I guess, pout or whatever you'd want to say about that match because uh, they had a match pretty much the next weekend. But the cool thing is they didn't have a match, or sorry, Phoenix didn't play a match midweek. Uh, and with that one point, so this is where it was important because if they would have dropped that point, all three points, and and come out with zero points in this match, uh, they would have been sitting third in the table from that. But they were able to salvage a point in the match, uh, which allowed them to jump over Phoenix in the standings. And uh, so you know now you got an Orange County team that is sitting in second place in the table. Uh, heading into a, a, an important match against Swope Park uh, on Saturday. So awesome thing, you know, again, to see that they kept fighting and, um, you know, there's there's something to show for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're, we're head on goal difference right now. Both teams are on 41 points, but um, Orange County is a 22 goal difference as opposed to Phoenix's 16. Uh, Phoenix does have a game in hand, but coming up to this weekend's match, um, you know, if County puts in, uh, gets a win, then that game in hand doesn't mean nearly as much. Um, it's not going to be a, a chance for a six-pointer. Um, so we'll see what happens this weekend um, as they come up, but I don't want to get too far ahead with that. <laughs> well, yeah, because we, we have another match that happened between the Timber match, uh, which, again, allowed Orange County to move on up uh, in the standings, and maybe we'll just do a little... Uh little uh, clip of a famous theme song well, we're moving on moving on to the so uh, <laughs> I just had to throw that in there I, I was just waiting for a moment to throw that in there but um, between that and between what's going to be happening this coming Saturday there was still a match this last Saturday uh, where Orange County was hosting Christian Duke's former team the Swope Park Rangers uh, who Orange County had just come off the road and, and basically just sort of I guess played with them a little um, they had a 4-0 victory in Kansas City. So looking into this match, I think uh, both Dill and I were, were decently 
confident. Although again, I'm I get hesitant to use those those words there, but um, you know, Swope Park came in, Orange County faced them, and although it wasn't as easy as the match uh, that happened in Kansas City, Orange County seemed to be in control most of that match. Uh, even though you know, again, they they took the lead early, then they gave up a quick goal to Swope Park, but they were able to come back. Uh, and uh, take the win, uh, the lead for good to get the full three points. And it was pretty much the Darwin Jones show, uh, I guess is what we could say on that. What are your thoughts, Dylan, um, on that match? Yeah, I mean, I think it was his third or, or fourth uh, game for the team now. And, and bagging two goals was pretty massive. Uh, Well-deserved put on the team of the week this, this week. But, I mean, even beyond that, he had a pretty pretty strong performance um even tracking back um had him out on the right wing and he did a decent job through most of the game um cutting back trying to just cut off uh, any early services into the opposing forwards for for Swope Park but it was a it was a good turnaround um they definitely continued the kind of momentum that they had of the second half of the the Timbers game, moving into this one, um, even with a f- actually quite a few uh, roster changes for that eleven. Um, Casey Byers was back in goal. Um, Yosh was in. The defense uh, was pretty much yeah. uh, uh, rotated, I think. Um, yeah, with the exception of Alstead, but he was yes. over at a left back instead of uh, a right back. Because you had Joe Amico um, back out there, right? Mm-hmm. So Amico played out on the right, and then Hoyveld um, and Cronelli were out there. So. Yeah, so Cronelli came on back in um, but despite that rotation they seemed pretty solid all night long lots of uh, lateral play in between the defenders especially between um, Yosh and Alex and you know, I think there was only one um, even remotely close chance that Swope had to capitalize on a missed pass but uh, from what I remember Casey took care of it so despite the rotation it was a really strong um Really strong performance in the back. It was a nice bounce back from the Wednesday match. Well, and and, and this is we've talked about in the, in in past episodes. This is where um, the ownerships and, and the front office their uh, their willingness to go out and sign players, not just these um, I guess filler players, but these players that actually are legit. Um, you know. Uh, legit players, uh, players that are going to play big minutes for this team down the stretch and getting into the playoffs. Uh, you look at it, we, we've even like three of those names we've talked about here in just the last few moments. We talked about uh, Hoyville, we talked about Alston, we talked about Darwin Jones. Those are three guys that did not start the season with Orange County. They're recent additions. And um, the, the fact that the ownership group was willing to go out and get these players, uh, although there's been times we may have been critical of some of these players for uh, some of their performances, uh, it's beginning to show that these players may uh, definitely play a big part in Orange County season, uh, especially heading into the playoffs. With uh, again, you got some players here that just have uh, good experience out there, which is awesome. Um, and you know, I, gu- I guess you can't really you know uh, fault the rotation, especially coming off a midweek game in some really hot temperatures. You had to expect that there was going to be a decent amount of rotation there. Um, I was a little shocked to see Casey Byers out there because for whatever reason, it seemed like he was just sort of the odd man out with uh, the goalkeeper rotation uh, with you know Lopez being brought in and whatnot. But it was nice to see him out there and he had a, a, another solid performance for us. Definitely. Um, I don't know if Lopez was still with the team or not on Wednesday. Um, as we found out on Saturday, he was not just out for the match and was not present at all. Oh yeah, Cer- so Cervantes was the, uh, was the backup goalkeeper. Which I guess that's a little yeah. uh, a little uh, nerve wracking. If Casey Byers would have got injured, you're going to throw out a 16 year old out there in in an important match. But uh, you know, I love I, I love watching him. You know, practicing with the team at halftime or before matches because he looks like he's going to be a solid goalkeeper uh, of the future. But um, you know, it's definitely it was it, when I saw that that roster that was tweeted out. I was like, wow. You know, what happens if Byers goes down? We're um, we definitely have to rely on a very young player, but. Uh, Luckily, you know, things worked right, worked out. Yeah, and I don't have any doubts to his, his quality. Obviously, the, the front office and the coaching staff see something in him. Um, there's no need to sign a, a 16-year-old to a, a contract for for fun um, and have him take up some wage space. Um, 
they obviously see something in him and, and believe that there's a development for him to be continually with the first team instead of down at the PDL level playing with the U23s. But even the rest of the back four, um, even if Yosh is just a guy who's going to come in and, and play matches after um, midweek matches or um, if Cloutier feels that there needs to be a rotation, um, he proved on Saturday that he can do that job. Um, we've been a little critical of him, and he's made some mistakes earlier this season that have led up to goals that have either made our games more difficult to win or have caused draws. But he really stepped it up on Saturday, and I mean, I think that should be commended. Um, he's okay maybe not playing week in, week out, and maybe that's the, the point that he's at now in his career, but he filled that role extremely well, um, especially against a substantially faster Tyler Blackwood on Saturday. <laughs> no, and, and yeah, definitely, uh, you know, at this stage of his career, probably he's better off suited for um, spot uh, starts and not, uh, uh, I guess, a full-time role out there. And, and again, I, I, I always think it was a little weird that he just sort of got thrown out there like immediately um, into the fire, um, you know, coming from halfway across the world uh, and you know, it, it maybe it's just been realized that maybe this is more of his role. He comes in as that spot starter when uh, some other players need rest. Or, you know, we never know. We're not the coach staff. We don't see what happens in practice. We don't see. Um, we're not in those those communications. I'm sure both the. You know, I, I I would love it. I'm sure you would love to be. You know, in the in the room when those discussions are being made or and those decisions are being made. But uh, that's uh, the people that get paid the big bucks. Uh, they make those decisions of what's going to happen with the roster. So. Um, the other the other big thing with this with with the match on Saturday was the first annual beer fest, which uh, unfortunately I didn't get a chance to attend it. But I know Dylan was there; he might not have been able to partake in the full atmosphere of the beer fest. But uh, I do know he got like a probably got a face full of orange smoke at some point in that match. Uh, I was I was sort of cracking up watching the stream on ESPN, and when I saw that first goal, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know, Orange County, I think this was like their first. Uh, time they got approved to use the orange smoke or at least the the supporter group got a, a an official approval to use it and you could tell uh there was a little bit of inexperience with the smoke because uh, that first goal that smoke was just basically like engulfing the supporter section uh that's at least just what i saw what what was your uh what was your view from the uh the the middle of the action there dylan let me just say after that first goal that i i didn't have a view um other than orange smoke in my face so um I mean, I, I probably ended up breathing a lot of that in because although it may have been completely in my face, I wasn't going to stop screaming and wasn't going to stop seeing. So, you know, just I kept going after it. But even beyond that, um, it added a lot, and we had, you know, a really good game to top it off, and we were in good spirits. And I'm sure for most of the people that were there, the beer did help. Um, you were right. I did not get to partake in the full experience or much of it, but... Um, it did add a lot, a lot of fun, um, and some, uh, some nice visuals for the league and, and for the team to use. Um, we do exist as much <laughs> as we may not seem sometimes. It was nice to not be in our little corner, um, and to have some, uh, some time in the spotlight, I guess. But, yeah. You guys, you know. yeah, I mean, you guys were pretty much on the screen most of the match because you guys are right there across from the camera. Um, the main camera, so that was awesome to see, and there was a good a good amount of counterline collision out there, which was awesome to see as well. Um, again, the orange smoke helped, and uh, although I, I did notice when you guys threw out the streamers on one of those goals, the uh, the security guard basically just took them and left them instead of throwing them back to you like uh, um, the uh, the people usually do out there on the bleachers, which sort of sucks. But I, those aren't expensive; you guys can replace those. Yeah, I mean, we ended up getting them back, but regardless of where we're sitting, we're still there, we're still cheering, we're still singing. Um, yes. That doesn't change, you know. We're we're out there for the club as much as they are out there for their jobs, so. Now, uh, just sort of, uh, and we didn't even talk about this before the match, so I might be throwing you uh, uh, this, you know, curveball of a question, but in your thoughts with that match, um, can you give a, maybe an idea of, from what you experienced, the maybe percentage of the fans that were there basically just for the beer and how many of those maybe um, came for the beer but actually sort of enjoyed a match? Did you see any or did you notice anything on that? Or can you give maybe a rough estimate guess on 
on how many of those people that actually were out there for the beer also were enjoying the soccer match? I uh, I mean, I was pretty distracted by what was going on on the pitch, <laughs> but I gave a, a good look over about 20 minutes in after um, Swope Park equalized. And there were definitely a few hundred people that were just kind of standing about um, on the walkway behind the goal that uh, Swope Park scored into. And, and they were watching. I mean, they had their, their beer tastings in their hand, but uh, they were paying attention for the most of it as that uh, as the beer fest ended, I think a good amount of those people headed out. Um, but I think a decent amount stayed as well. Um, and, and we're having some fun, even if they weren't necessarily with us singing or, or laughing or anything. I think it was a good and it was an entertaining match. So those people who, who did stay were, I'd say, well-treated. No, and, and uh, you could see that on the um, the stream. You could see those fans that were sort of hanging out on the bleacherless section of the um, of the stadium. There, uh, you could see that there was a good amount of them that they're sitting there, at least you know, browsing the match. They might not have been fully in engulfed into what was going on in the pitch. They were also enjoying their beer, uh, which apparently I was speaking actually to um, to a friend of mine who is very uh, involved in um, you know beer. Uh, he actually has a um, a clothing line that is uh, sort of beer related. It's called Growler. Um, he sells his stuff sometimes at some of these beer fests. And when I was asking him or talking to him a little bit about the beer fest, and you know, we talked a little bit about what the pricing was for it. He was actually pretty amazed at what um, what was provided to the fans or the attendees for the price, especially if you got that VIP ticket. So, um, props to the club. Props to I think it was Brouhaha Productions was the one that threw that thing. Props to them for giving a, a, a really well-priced a product for these fans to come out and enjoy it because, um, you know, again, it was it was just great to see um, maybe some new faces in the stadium. Uh, you know, again, maybe you're not, not going to you're probably not going to get all of them to now become these hardcore Orange County fans. But if you can even draw them back to come back to for another match or two here and there, that's just an awesome thing. And if the club can continue. And, and, you know, I know they call this the first annual. If they can, you know, expand this and make this an annual event, you're going to basically be able to sort of grow it. And I would uh, I would assume that if you did this again, the second annual Beer Fest next year, um, you probably will get even a better turnout because you're going to get some returnees and then you're going to get those people that have said, hey, this was an awesome uh, event and Beer Fest and, and whatnot. So. Uh, you know, props for making it a, an affordable uh, experience for uh, beer, beer fans and soccer fans. Yeah, I mean, if they do it again next year, they'll have uh, guaranteed at least one more person <laughs> joining them. So someone that will I'll actually be able while. to participate. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll, you know, I'll definitely be staying for the match afterwards. Yeah, you know, I, I wasn't there uh, again. I, I didn't get a chance to make it. I'm sitting here as we're recording this. I'm like, you know what? In honor of Beer Fest, I'm gonna, and because it's so damn hot here and in my garage i'm i'm sitting here rolling up my t-shirt uh, as we're talking i'm just like soaked i'm drinking you know some beers right now to try and stay a little bit cool um i, I don't know if this was a beer that was there but i'm drinking it and uh, yeah woo so if i get a chance to go next uh next uh year i'll definitely uh try and experience some of those awesome beers um so the match, uh, you know, again, it, we talked about the match. We talked about the cool event that happened there, so that's awesome. Um, I don't know if anyone other than Darwin Jones can be picked as the uh, the player of the match. Uh, I know you said, you know, you gave some props to some other players out there, but it was just an awesome match by Darwin Jones out there. So, uh, two great goals. Uh, and, again, like you said, Dylan, props to him for getting uh, onto the team of the week. He definitely deserved that. Uh, and it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, Pretty much every week, you're having a pretty good chance of having an Orange County player on that team of the week for USL. So, um, you know, for a few weeks there, it was Aiden Quinn. Now you got Darwin Jones out there. Who's next? That'll be awesome. All right. So, so we, we don't want to, you know, drag on too much about a lot of this stuff. So we're going to sort of move on and now talk about what's coming up for Orange County, which is a road match. And this is probably, I mean, I know it's probably not going to be televised as the team uh, game of the week or whatever. Um, that ESPN likes to do, but this is pretty much the the match of the week for USL. Uh, you got Orange County, who sits second in the West, against or traveling to Phoenix to play against Phoenix Rising, who sit third 
in the West. They're both at, I believe, 41 points. The only reason that Orange County's up in the table is because of their goal differential. And the other thing is they're both only three points now back of Rio Monarchs. So there's there's actually that that thought now that either of these teams with some good performances and with a little bit of a slip from Real Monarchs, they can actually even move higher up the table. I know Real Monarchs have a couple games in hand on Orange County, uh, but you know it. Even if even with that to be three points back at this point of the season, a first place is now just sort of a uh, encouraging for the team. So this is definitely one of the big matches. And the cool thing is the uh, the people over at Counterline Coalition they've been looking at they've they've had the state circle i think for a few weeks now they've been planning a little bit of a road trip out and i think we got a, a at least a few fans that are going to be heading out to phoenix to try and invade that stadium although it's not uh i, I don't think we're going to come anywhere near the numbers that we need to take over that stadium uh, but that'll be a an interesting and awesome uh, experience out there especially against a phoenix team that uh orange county seems to always just have a a tough time with so what better time to uh, to get a victory against Phoenix than this coming Saturday, right, Dylan? Uh, definitely. Um, I mean, personally, I'll be out there. I think uh, Canaline Coalition is taking eight people out there. Um, I know Phoenix fans are substantially more passionate than Galaxy fans or Los Dos fans, so the odds of taking over uh, the Phoenix Rising Soccer Complex are, are probably pretty low, but... You know we'll have a good time out there, um, and you know as always we'll be we'll be singing and chanting for him. Um, you know there probably won't be any smoke bombs this time, or we definitely won't be um, front and center on the stream. But there'll be a good time had nonetheless, and and we'll be behind him. Um, there's a good chance, I think, with the form that Orange County has right now, to to get that game back um, that loss they had a, a few weeks ago. Um, looking at the last five for both teams, Orange County is uh, three wins, two draws, and Phoenix has three wins, two losses. So um, depending on how you look at it, pretty fairly matched. Um, and we've seen this the last really the last five meetings. It's been pretty close, um, tense affairs. So I'm hoping that, that Orange County gets a, a three-point performance out of this and, and that we get some bragging rights back to Phoenix. We're going to tweet I, at Dom from the, <laughs> what is the Rising as One podcast? And Rising as One, yes. You know, it was funny. They were uh, tweeting. I guess apparently they got their, they today, or either today or yesterday, they got their 500th follower. Um, so they were, uh, basically they sent out a tweet saying the first, uh, the first person or first, yeah, first person to retweet or whatever it was, this tweet will win a Rising as One um, t-shirt. Unfortunately, I worked during the day. I didn't get to see it until it was out for about three hours, and there was already about 10 or so people that had at least seen it or liked it or whatever they did. I was hoping maybe I could uh, sneak in there, retweet it on our uh, podcast uh, Twitter account, and claim that shirt so you guys could do something with it at the stadium or at least you know pre-match or whatever or after-match, whatever Caroline would want to do, but we were a little bit slow at that, which... Uh, too bad. And uh, while you were speaking, I was trying to see maybe we can convince more people to head out there with you guys. Um, I was just checking Southwest Airlines to see what their prices are right now. But it looks like all their want to get away fares for Phoenix on Saturday are gone. So if anyone wants to head out to the match, you're going to end up paying about $600 round trip. So if you're diehard and you want to just sort of last minute commit and head out there, go for it. Drop the $600. Awesome. Um but I, I, I'm Someone hoping to hear. Buy you a beer. I will buy you a beer somehow. <laughs> there you if go. You, if you fly out there, Dylan will provide the money for you to get a beer because he can't buy it for you. That's yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but he'll provide. And hey, if if it so happens that they're doing uh, one of those awesome dollar beer nights, Dylan will buy you two beers um, if you decide <laughs> decide to head out there. So you heard it here. Hey, hey, and I will. You know, I will pay Dylan back. I will. You know, chip in for another beer if anyone wants to head out there. Uh, I, now if like 10 of you head out, I'm not going to buy 10 damn beers, um, unless they're dollar beers, I'll buy them. Uh, but, uh, you know, if anyone wants to head out there and just look for Dylan, find Dylan from Caroline coalition, you'll, you'll be able to notice them. They'll be chanting for OC. If you head out there and said, yeah, we headed out here last minute because we heard you on the podcast. Um, Hey, I will, I will personally donate money to, uh, purchase you a beer 
or I'll pay back whoever from Caroline Collision buys it for you. I'll pay them back uh, the money for it. So head out there, support yeah, I'll the keep team. Keep an eye on the Twitter this weekend out there, and uh, <laughs> if that's the case, tweet at us, and I will. I will Dylan will look tell for you, you where to find me, and then uh, there'll be some. There you go. Yeah, as long as uh, looking for you is you on the pitch, I guess, because that's where most of my focus <laughs> generally is during those games. Um, but yeah, uh, and uh, you know, if 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 there's any, if there happens to be people, you know. Uh, transplanted people that used to live in Orange County that now live in Phoenix and they're, but they're uh, Orange County soccer fans uh, and you're going to be at the match you know tweet out to our Twitter account or tweet out to Catalan Coalition and uh, you know get uh, get the 411 on where to m- meet up with these guys because they're going to be out there having fun they're going to be you know trying to be what eight people in a stadium probably that's going to have a few thousand uh, out there um, I think their support group is a few thousand uh, but I'm going to definitely be listening to Caroline Collision a- a- on the broadcast and hoping to hear them. So um, go out there and help them out. And like, even if you live in Phoenix and you're heading out there as an Orange County fan, I will chip in for a beer for you. So um, do what you got to do. Get out there. Uh, I-, I wish beer. I had better news from you for Southwest for those, you know, those awesome, like, you know, 49, 59, $69 deals. But I guess Phoenix is the happening spot this time of year. I can't even offer you a spot on, uh, you know, my lap or anything for the for right out there because the car that I'm taking is is full of five of us. So it'd be interesting to drive out there, but nothing like a nice bonding experience. And if there's any last minute people that want to join up on this, I mean, hit up Counterline Coalition. Maybe they'll somehow find a way to to let you join them on this road trip. Uh, the more Orange County fans, the merrier. Uh, especially when, uh, especially on such an important match like this. So. If it was a match against Los Dos, you know, I guess Los Dos, I mean, if it was a match That's against... basically a home match, yeah. <laughs> it was a match against, like, Sounders 2 or something like that, and we're doing a road trip, I wouldn't be offering this because, you know, it's Sounders 2, they're just horrible this year, but uh, no disrespect to Sounders fans. But for this match, since it's so important uh, for standings, for placement, um, and just for just keeping Orange County in a role, I, I want to do whatever we can to, to help the team get to, get to the victory. All right, so let's do this, Dylan. Um, predictions. What do you think is going to happen in this match? Um, and let's not be too confident <laughs> on our predictions, especially if they're good for Orange County. Let's just sort of keep it mellow. Hmm. Um. I'll say one-one draw. I'll, I'll give the both both clubs to return to the the normal. Let's let's draw one-one. Um, five more times before someone gets another win, wh- whatever side it may be. Um, I'll say it's probably going to be Anna Voldson again. Just so so calm in front of goal and so, so clinical that uh, he'll have what it takes to, to get it past Waz. Wazinski? I don't even know how to say that guy's last name. I think that's right. I know that everyone just kind of shortens it to Waz, and that's all I'm going to bother doing rather than butcher <laughs> his last name. No, I th- I think you have it right because I remember we talked about it. It's, it reminds me so much of that big blue and pink guy from Monsters Inc. Or is, no, no, the, the green guy. That, like, the green guy. The green guy is the one. Are we allowed to what? Are we allowed to say it? Is that trademarked? Are we going to get a, a so a then DMCA we'll see notice from Disney? <laughs> so then we'll call it the. Um, oh, I don't know how. What what could you say? It, it rhymes with bike Kazowski. I'll give you that. Well, much. that's the little green guy. Yeah, the green guy, right? Mike, Mike. Yeah. I don't remember. It's been a solid few years since I've seen that. I think, dude, you're a you know, you, since you've got kids, you know, you have that like on your playlist on Netflix or wherever you watch your movies. You know, that's your go-to. Um, well, let's do. That. Let's just go random. What is your go-to uh, like movie? Uh, like you're just sitting there, like I just want to watch a, a movie I love. What's the movie you would watch? I would say any of the Daniel Craig Bond movies would probably be what I'd go for. And yes, this is actually a soccer podcast, believe it or not. <laughs> I know we talk a lot about beer and now uh, movies, but yeah, I'd say probably any of the uh, Daniel Craig Bond movies, uh, specifically probably Casino Royale and Skyfall. You know, you know, <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I've never seen any of those Daniel Craig. I. I've never seen a Bond movie like all the way through from start to finish. 
So you're missing out. I, I'm gonna probably lose out on a bunch of like people that have listened to us. They're gonna be like, oh, you know, screw this guy. I'm not gonna listen to his podcast anymore if he doesn't like Bond movies. Um, I, I'm more into stupid comedies or at least you know interesting comedies. Um, you know, the movies that I'll watch just you know if. If I'm just going to throw on a movie that I know I like, even though I've seen it a million times, it's going to be one of like the Kevin Smith movies or um, Super Troopers. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know why I love that movie. I even watched Super Troopers Part 2, which a bunch of people, I guess, hated, or at least, you know, critics hated. I think the fans loved it. Um, it was actually a pretty cool movie. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. Um, back to the. You know the funny thing? We didn't do this episode is i can't think of it is our um our you know dissing the refs segment or whatever we always have bad things to say about refs in a match yeah and i know i'm I'm now thinking back on i'm like there's a couple things that were like yeah hmm, yeah but uh let's just skip that i guess and so you've picked (laughs) you've picked uh a one one draw yes all right i'm not confident at least i'm gonna say i'm not confident I'm going to pick a 1-0 uh, victory for OC. Um, I'm I'm hoping that they are going to seize this, uh, this opportunity to uh, solidify their spot at second. Um, because if they can take the full three points, they're in control of that position now. That's it, Regardless of what happens with that game in hand. Unless, you know, because you know, Orange County has that goal differential. So, 1-0. Um, and... Goal scoring, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to agree with you, Enavoldson. I I just think he's gonna come up big in this match against that guy, um, Wazinski. I think is his name. So, um, hopefully, hopefully it happens. All right. So we've talked about the previous matches. We've talked about the upcoming match. Dylan, is there anything else you have uh, or anything else you want to share with our fans? Any interesting stuff coming up um, besides this wonderful road trip um, to Phoenix? Mm, not that I can think of. Um, I've thrown my hat into the ring to, to start writing about some USL and some OCSC news for the Beautiful Game Network. So Woo-hoo. we'll see how that pans out as my two-week summer break uh, between <laughs> semesters begins. Um, but hopefully I get some quality content out for you guys to uh to read um or to procrastinate from doing work in the office or or whatever it is uh, you do so let's test this out dylan because usually i'm the one that does like the promo for um, bgm let's see if if you've been listening to to me in the past let me see if you can uh give this you know uh, give our listeners the the 411 on bgn where to find that information Alrighty. Well, um, I normally space out when you start to do this, but um, listeners of our podcast, you can find other soccer-related and USL-related podcasts on bgm.fm. I think that's about it. I can't remember anything else. You can also follow them on Twitter, at the BGNFM. Uh, um, and, and, and it's an awesome group of 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 podcast they've gotten really into now wanting to try and get into some um, written stuff which dylan's going to try and help them out with which is awesome uh, i would do that i i actually have some writing experience i used to cover the clippers i did a bunch of uh stuff uh for the clippers on some blogs i just you know i i have a full-time 40-hour week job i'm doing this podcast i have two kids i coach one of the kids soccer teams which commits me on tuesday and thursday uh, afternoon evenings for practice plus Saturday games. Um, plus I, I like to do, you know, stuff just to have fun. Sometimes I, 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 I love writing, but like I love to go on like to my Xbox and play some FIFA or head out to the park, play some basketball. Uh, so if I try to commit to doing some writing again, uh, it was just, I, I, I probably just would, well, a, my wife would kill me because all my free time would be taken up with soccer related stuff. So, um, but Dylan's going to be doing it. Check out Dylan's stuff as he uh, starts doing that. And maybe you might be able to secretly find some of Dylan's stuff on our website. We might ask him to do some stuff for us uh, every once in a while that's sort of exclusive to our website if Dylan's willing to do that. Uh, you know, we, it, For those of you who don't know, we do have a website. Uh, we were having some issues over this weekend um, where you couldn't get to our website unless you knew like the, you know, the secret way to get there. Uh, but I've been working, and we've gotten it fixed. And now if you go to our website, it's actually our website, orangeandblacksoccercast.com. 
uh, go in there to check out our podcast, check out uh, our links to news on Orange County. If you don't like to Google search or if you don't want to deal with having to find stuff, we try and find all that news for you and put it on in one spot uh, to read up. So check that out. Also, uh, look for us on Angels on Parade, the SB Nation site that covers LAFC. They also cover Orange County Soccer Club. Uh, they've been a great partner with ours as well to try and get that information out to you, uh, the Orange County Soccer Club fans. So, um, all right. Final words, Dylan. I know you just sort of uh, gave some, but uh, anything else? Uh, if you guys come out to Phoenix, all I, I I guarantee you I will buy you at least two beers. So uh, tweet or, us. Dude, I'll, Dylan, I'll you're you up in the ante up here, huh? Yeah, I mean, why not? I, you know, it's, it's summer for me, and I think being a college student is all about making poor financial decisions. So buying some random stranger's beer seems like a pretty good one of those. You are going to give random strangers some money that have nothing to do with beer because you're not allowed to buy them beer. That's right. Something so you're just like you're that. just giving them a, a, the the equal amount of what it would cost to buy two beers in in cash. They can do with it what they want, um, which includes if they want to buy beer with it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, for me, I, you know, I'm gonna this this Saturday is just gonna be a crazy day. I'm waking up at four o'clock in the morning. Uh, and I'll probably be awake until the Orange County match is over, um, at least. Uh, I, I think I'm going to be doing stuff Saturday night. So I'm going to be like on a like one of those college night type things where you're up for like 24 hours straight. Um, you know, for those of you that haven't listened to us before, I'll be up early in the morning because I watched English Premier League. And I'm going to a fan viewing of uh, Tottenham Hotspur in Huntington Beach. If anyone wants to join, come on out. Um you know, you tweet to our Twitter account, and I will let you know where to find me. Uh, that match is like at four thirty in the morning out here, so awesome. And then, of course, Orange County's playing on Saturday evening, so it's going to be an awesome, you know, bookend of soccer for me. But okay, let's end it here because I don't want this podcast to go much further. We got to about fifty minutes here, which is perfect timing to end everything. So. Uh, I'm going to just end it here uh, for Dylan, myself. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. And thank you for listening. And we're signing off. Podcasts are a great way for your business to advertise to target audiences. And the Orange and Black Soccer Cast is looking for advertisers like you. If you're interested in advertising your business on our podcast, please email us at info at orangeandblacksoccercast.com. The Orange and Black Soccer Cast has joined forces with many other soccer podcasts, many of them focusing on the USL. We're now part of the Beautiful Game Network, bgn.fm.